We'll be coming from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 through 23, if you'd like to follow along in your Bibles. Or you can use the cheat sheet behind me, that'll work too. And he put all things in subjection under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Beloved, it's wonderful to see everyone. Appreciate those again who are joining us out there in TV land on social media. I want to give a special shout out to David and Sharon Arnold. They're going through some tough times, and yet they watch us very, very, or join us, I should say, very diligently, very consistently on the internet. And, we, and all you that do that, we appreciate that very, very much. Um, Brother and I had mentioned in the bulletin document last week that I was going to begin a series called The Body. And what that means to us as God's people. We um, are, Chad's been doing a class and he's been talking about the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits, that, uh, the, the, also the spiritual gifts that God gives to his people. And he, and he gives them to us all for a particular reason. We're going to be looking at that and fleshing this out in the next, I don't know, we'll see how long it goes, five or six weeks or so, um, and talking about the body of Jesus Christ. And today is going to be the preliminary. A lot of what I'm going to say today will probably sound familiar to you, and it certainly should make sense. Um, and so this is what we're going to be talking about. And then we'll flesh out, as it were, later on, a lot of the stuff that we're introducing this morning. Um, the Bible describes God's people as being a lot of things. And, and, and it's a fact, not a figure, as I say oftentimes. There are times when Jesus will give a figure as, as, a, as a, a lesson, such as his parables and things of that nature. But there are things that the Bible says we are, that we are, whether we acknowledge it or not. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are soldiers in God's army. We are stones in God's building. There are certain things that the Bible says that we are. And God says that if you're in Christ, then you are a member or a part of the body of Jesus Christ. And that's one of the things that the Bible describes the church as today is the body of Christ. And we need to look at that and understand that is a fact, brothers and sisters, not just an illustration. That is an actual fact. When we say sometime, you know, in a class or something, we say, well, you know, the, the only hands and feet that Jesus has on the earth today are in his people. That's very much true. And, and, and so we need to look at and study and understand the truth about the body of Jesus Christ and where we fit in. Jesus used terms we could all understand, right? We know about our bodies. The Bible says, we, the Bible says that we, for the most part, take great care of our body. Brothers and sisters, Americans spend billions of dollars a year on things for our body, right? Um, whatever it may be. <clears throat> and so if we can understand our bodies and how they work and how we want to take care of them, then we can understand the nature and the design and the importance of the Lord's church. So where do we begin? The Bible tells us, as Hunter just read to us in first, um, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, that Jesus is the head of the church of the body of Christ. He is the head. Everybody that's going to function and survive has to have a head. And Jesus is the head of the church. And the church is, the Bible says, the body of Jesus Christ. And the only thing, brothers and sisters, that Jesus is connected to is his body. Now, I want us to understand that because a lot of people, well, I need to be involved in this organization or that organization and this group and that group. Brethren, all, there may be some good groups out there. I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying it's sinful to be involved in certain things like that. But we need to understand that our first and foremost responsibility and, and function, as it were, is in the body of Jesus Christ if you are a Christian. So that, because the only thing that Jesus is connected to is his body. And so 
The only thing that the body is connected to is the, is the head, which is Jesus Christ. Now, that just makes sense, or should make sense, but if not in the body of Christ, then you're not part of Jesus, and you're not saved, and the Bible makes that plain. If you're in the body of Christ, if you've been saved, you've been added to his body. You're, you're part of his body. And Jesus has only one body, the Bible says. You can study about that in the Bible. It says very specifically. And we understand that. Somebody would look kind of odd to have a couple of bodies, wouldn't they? Uh, you know, um, and in the religious world, uh, you know, they try to give Christ several different bodies. And it doesn't work. And so the Bible does this. It says Jesus is the head, we're the body, and then it gives the function of the body, and it explains the function of the body, okay? Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. Now, brethren, I want us to, to read some select things. I didn't have Robbie print all that off because they're lengthy readings, so I want you to do something that <clears throat> may seem odd to some of you. I want you to actually open your Bibles, okay? Someone says, you know, we get up all the times that someone brought up last week and says, if you have your Bible with you, well, my goodness, brothers and sisters, if you don't, repent, okay? Uh, Romans 12, verses 3 through 8, this is what the, just read, it. and again, brethren, these are the two sections of Scripture we're going to spend the next few weeks working out, okay? But, but just to introduce us to them this morning, Romans 12, beginning with verse 3, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think as um, so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to uh, exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in the serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Okay, and then <clears throat> hold on to that and turn over to 1 Corinthians 12. Paul says basically the same things in the Corinth church that he did at the Church of Rome. And, uh, and this is what he says. And again, brethren, you don't have to grab all of this all at one time because, as I said, we're going to be looking at this for the next number of weeks. 1 Corinthians 12, beginning of verse 12, and we're going to read down to verse 27. 1 Corinthians 12, beginning in verse 12. For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For, one, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. That's how you get into the body of Christ, through, through the baptism. Whether Jews or Greek, whether uh, slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. Verse 14, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body. It is not for this reason any the less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But God, but now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. Now, brother, we're going to preach on that. That's important you understand that. Verse 19, if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members but one body. 
And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which, we see, which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor, and our less presentable members become much more presentable, whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to the member which lacks, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are in, you, I'm sorry, now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. Now, brethren, that's a lot. And we've said a lot in those, in those two sections of Scripture. And I don't expect you to grab it all. I would like you to write those down and go home and study them for the next few um, sermons that we're going to be speaking on on this. But as in the physical body, the same applies to the Lord's church. I want us to pull some things from these verses that we read this morning, okay? Again, and most importantly, we have to start here, Jesus is the head. Jesus is the head. The head gives all the orders and the body moves, right? The body obeys the head. That is what, that's the function of the body, amen? The body is to obey the head. Now, what if the body, what if the head were to say to the body, um, you know, come on, y'all, let's go to church. Let's go worship God. And the foot says, I ain't moving. And the head says, no, 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 you know what I'm saying. Let's get going. I don't want to be late to church. Let's get going. And the foot said, nope, nope, I'm sore. I'm tired. You worked me too hard yesterday. I've got corns, and I'm staying here, and I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, don't we consider that? When you say, well, preacher, you're just being facetious. You're just being silly up there. And yet, brothers and sisters, we do that to our head often. Amen? Jesus gives us his commands. We have our marching orders from headquarters, as we say, from the head, and then we ignore them all the time. Jesus, the head, says to the body, to the church, don't forsake the assembly. But we do. He says, you obey the Great Commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to everybody. Bring people to Christ. Win souls. And we don't do that. He says, you get along with each other, and we want to fight and fuss. He said, you serve me with all your heart and soul and mind and strength, and you love me the same way, and we don't want to do that. He says, give of your means, and we want to be selfish. He says, husbands love your wives, and husbands mistreat their wives. Their wives be respectful to your husband, and they don't do that. He says, uh, mom and daddy, you raise your children up in the Lord, and we let them do anything but that. And so it's not so silly after all when you think about it, brothers and sisters. Anytime the body doesn't do what the head tells it to do, then there's something bad wrong, right? Yeah, people will suffer from different diseases, brothers and sisters, that, that the, the, the mind just can't make that connection to the body for some reason, and, and it just messes up, and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And, and there's something wrong. Mental institutions are filled with people like this. Hospitals are filled with folk like this. You try cutting the head from the body, and what do you have? That's the reason many people today are so messed up. And in sin, they basically have told the head, I'm not going to listen to you. I don't need you. I'm going to go my own way. They're sort of like the man in the guillotine, you know. He, he's kind of looking up and he sees that guillotine coming down and as soon as it cuts his head off and that head falls in the basket, the head sings, I ain't got nobody. It don't. 
Brothers and sisters, that's the way a lot of people who claim to be Christians are doing. They're running around today claiming to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ, but they're not listening to what the head tells them to do. There ain't no life at all without Christ, brothers and sisters. We need to understand that, okay? So we need to understand, first and foremost, and throughout all of this, Jesus is the head, the church is his body. If you're a member of the Lord's church, if you've been baptized into Christ and added to his church, you are his body on this earth. Literally. That means if you want life, if you want connecting force to the Lord, you have to be in the body. Anything not in the body is not connected to Jesus. If you're not a member of the Lord's church, you need to be because it's the only way you can have a connecting link to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because, brothers and sisters, as we've said before, the only thing the head directs is its own body. You know, other religions claim to have some sort of relationship to the head, but, that, but the head directs only its body, and there's one body, the Bible says. Listen, brothers and sisters, my mind, I can't stand up here and, what do they call that, t- telepathic stuff? I, my mind can't tell uh, Troy's leg to move. Right? In fact, Karen says, I can't get him to do anything. I mean, my mind can't do that, right? My mind, my mind can't stand up here and, and tell Kyle to jump up and start singing. I can't do that. Who, whose mind can give that order, you see? Only, the, only if you're in the body, the head gives those orders, not mine. Romans 12 verse 5 says, each member belongs to all the others. That's the second part. Brothers and sisters, uh, isn't that a marvelous thing? We belong to each other. If you're in the body of Christ, my left hand belongs to my right hand. My left foot belongs to my right foot. There isn't any part that I've got that doesn't belong to all the other parts. We need to understand that, right? You know what they say that one of the biggest Uh, uh, um, needs in people's lives in this world is a sense of belonging. We're all trying to belong. Kids in school want to look alike, you know. Adults, we're conformed to a particular crowd. Sometimes, you see, uh, the church gives us a sense of belonging that we need. We belong in two ways if you're in the body. We belong to the head, to Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. And that's good news because that means you're a king's kid. You are a prince. And then, and, and for this reason, brothers and sisters, we shouldn't have all those worldly insecurities because you belong to Jesus Christ. And that gives you great hope and a wonderful future. But secondly, we also belong to each other. If uh, You know what that means? I'm yours and you're mine. <laughs> I belong to Terry. Terry belongs to me. We belong to each other, brothers and sisters. Shouldn't we start learning that in the body of Jesus Christ today? Because I've heard brothers and sisters, well, I just don't want nothing to do with that person. Uh-uh. We belong to each other. Some of the yeah, but them feet stink. They're still yours, right? They're still yours. And so we need to understand, brothers and sisters, we belong together with one another. We need to spend time together in fellowship. That's why the Bible gives us in the New Testament all those many one another verses that we're to obey. Why? Because we belong to each other. And since each member belongs to the other, then we have 
a responsibility to one another. Carry out all those one another verses. And then thirdly, brothers and sisters, being in the body implies following. That's the body's function, right? When the body follows the head, everything's going to be good and healthy and works right, and it's going to grow. Ephesians 4 tells us this, that the body grows and functions and is healthy as every part does its work or its function. And so that's what we need. The problems that the church has, brothers and sisters, the problems that you and I as individuals have is because we don't want to follow the head, okay? We belong to the head. We belong to each other. But we get stubborn and selfish. And, and we whine and cry and we fuss. And, and, you know, your part of the body becomes paralyzed. And as a result, the rest of it suffers. One part of the body says, I'm not getting the attention that this part of the body is. Or I'm not getting the recognition that this part of the body is. Or I'm this, or I'm that. Brethren, the body functions for the rest of the body. It's not about self. And beloved, we're on the same team. Okay? We're not divided. We're on the same team. We belong to the same body. We take orders from the same head. And surely there's plenty of room in God's kingdom for every part of the body to function the way it should. And we're going to be looking at that in future lessons, okay? But number four, okay? Y'all following me so far? Am I going too fast? Y'all want me to repeat everything I just said? Okay, all right. Number four then, okay? The body has various functions. It is diverse. In, in 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 17, he says that. The body's not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body, it's not for this reason any less a part of the body. Brothers and sisters, that happens a lot, you know. Well, I can't be a preacher, so I must not be. Or I can't be a Bible class teacher, so I must not be very important to the body, you know. I'm not that person, or I'm not. No, 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 don't worry about that. Don't, we, we've got to stop that comparison stuff, right? And just say, you know what, where does God, whatever part of the body I am, I need to function that way, and where does God want me to be at? That's the way we need to be, brothers and sisters. And so we need to support and cooperate with each other. Let's, let's read the rest of that. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. If the ear says, because I'm not an eye, I'm not a part of the body, it's not for this reason, unless a part of the body. We should understand that, brethren. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? Isn't that funny? What if, what if doctor comes in and says, uh, Miss Jones and Miss Jones, I'm sorry to tell you, you, you had a baby, but it's just one eyeball, an eight-pound eyeball, a bouncing baby eyeball, you know? And mama comes in a bunch later, I can't stand it. All he ever does is stare at me. You know? Wouldn't that be odd, brethren? And the Bible gives that. What in the world? If the whole were here, and where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them in the body, just as he desired. God places you where he wants you to be, brothers and sisters, where your talents and your giftedness is. And you need to work there, okay? I said earlier, you know what? I know that my giftedness is not to be a song leader. And y'all know that too. Okay, let's just be honest, okay? Now, Chuck and some other people, theirs is. Mine's not. We've got to get where God wants us to be. And we're going to be talking about that, okay? Don't try to be what you ain't, brethren. Let's don't do that. Find where your, your giftedness is and what you're good at, where God has placed you in the body, and do that, and you're going to be gratefully and happy when you do that. Don't try to act like somebody else. Be yourself. If you're, if you're a hand, don't try to be a foot. If you're an ear, don't try to be an eye. That's what he's saying here. God knows what he's doing, verse 18. 
God knows. So then, brothers and sisters, what does the body do? The body cooperates with each other, with its members. That's what the body does. The body is not, one member is not all about itself. The member of the body is put there in the body to be a blessing to the remainder of the body. And so that's what we're to do, okay? Um, And so as we follow the head, then we need to support and cooperate with each other. When one member of the body gets hurt, the Bible says in our text, the whole body hurts. The rest of the body gives the, the hurt part all of its attention, right? That we, we have, are to have that kind of care for one another. You ever hit your thumb with a hammer? We lived in Kansas. We had a 100-year-old house. And I mean, that thing was made with some good wood and had very, very big and heavy windows. And I was working on a window, and the, and the old house, the windows have the rope with the, with the uh, we used them for anchors, you know, the iron thing hanging on, you know, that hold the window up. Well, evidently, this particular window I was going, it was missing one or both, I don't know, but I, I pushed it up, and it stayed up, so I thought, okay, everything's fine. So I'm down there working on it, scraping and everything, and all of a sudden, that thing comes flying down with full force, and I mean, it's a heavy window, and it comes right down on my thumb. I mean, just mashes that thing, you know? And what did the rest of the body do immediately? It said, you idiot! What do you think you're doing getting your hand caught in the window? Why, you deserve to ever be that. Just let it stay in there and hurt. Maybe you'll learn a lesson from it. Is that what it says? No, brethren, your whole body goes into, all of a sudden, just this mode, you know, and the head sends out this alarm, you know, red alert, red alert, you know, one member's hurting, you know, and, you know, and, and your nerve impulses are sending the pain there, you know, and your thumb is throbbing and everything, and every part of the body begins to work together. The feet start dancing, right? You notice that? Your, your feet start dancing, you know, and, and, and your mouth opens up and screams and hopefully doesn't cuss, and, and, the, and the elbow starts working and the arm starts working, it brings that thumb up to that mouth, boy, and that thumb goes in that mouth, and that mouth starts nursing that thing, right? The tongue is, oh, man, licking that thing and sucking on that thing, you know, and the saliva glands are working, and I mean, every aspect of your body is tuned in on that one hurting member. That's what the Bible says we're to be. The body needs all of its members. Let me ask you, do you have a finger you don't need? What if somebody come along and say, hey, I, I'll give you $10,000 if you let me chop off any finger you choose? We think that person was crazy. But every member needs every other member. The Bible says in our text there are not any members that we don't need. We need each other. Now, brother, let me close by saying this. We all want a good life. Everybody does that, you know. Not many people say, well, I was just here to be miserable, and I, I kind of want it to be that way. <clears throat> Although, <laughs> I've got to admit, brethren, and I've met some people, I think they enjoy misery pretty good. <laughs> and i met folk that they're miserable, and they want you to be miserable along with them. But that's not the norm. We understand that. Most of us want to have a good, productive, happy, prosperous life. And in order to have that, we've got to be connected to the head, brothers and sisters. You can't live without the head. And there isn't any real life outside the body of Jesus Christ. There really is not. <clears throat> Some people have to learn that the hard way. The prodigal son did. I did. Others will. Because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Without Christ, we're lost, brothers and sisters. 
John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's everything. He's our all. And the <coughs> only thing that connect, is connected to Jesus is his body and his church. We need the head. We need the head desperately, brothers and sisters. If you haven't done what 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13 says today, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. If you've not been baptized in the body of Christ today, you need to be connected to the body. You need to be connected to the head. That's where your source of strength and power is. That's where eternal life is. If you're not there, we would love to sit down and study with you this morning or whenever you can and talk to you about that. But brothers and sisters, we know good and well. We know good and well. Every one of us in here, for some reason, we got our head cut off right now. The body would die instantly. We must be in Christ. We must be. If you're not there, come now while we stand and say.